At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchett, your host live from Las Vegas. Your other host live from the Mile High City, James Salinas. Uh, James, uh, game two, uh, Hawks and Bucks. Uh, I think uh, Trey Young has clearly established himself as that superstar. Um, really, um, I, I think the league might have underestimated his firepower, if you will. I mean, he's averaging 30 points a game uh, in the playoffs. And Bucks, I mean, they have to make the adjustment to kind of neutralize that if they can. Uh, but how do they do that? I mean, it's a team that really doesn't guard the perimeter very well uh, and just looking for that type of an adjustment as we look at this line again laying eight at home uh, 225 the total now in this game. Pritch, you talked about underestimating his his talent coming in and what, what he was going to be able to do in the NBA. And obviously it was that trade with Luka Doncic back on draft day a couple years back. And and here we talk about it again, a competitor that uh, told, yeah, you're not as good and we want to, you're not as good as what they traded for. And kind of the afterthought of that, because all the all the hoopla around Luka Doncic, rightfully slow, terrific player. But I think Trey Young, now here's another motivated kid, competitor that has been told you're 
not as good, and he's proving it out there night in and night out in these NBA playoffs, really coming out party for this young fellow. But I think that's it, is the confidence that we see and love the confidence that he has out there on the court. And I think maybe if you're ever underestimating anything, it's going to be young players coming into this league. How does their conf- how, how does that translate from what they did in college to the NBA as far as what's between the ears, like you like to say, and his confidence level? And that team just feeds off it. So what is Milwaukee going to do to combat that? At, you're not going to take away his confidence here. This kid's mm-hmm. as confident as we've seen, and he's having a lot of fun out there. I think about some of the things he's making behind the back passes, shaking and shimmying there, shooting threes just like he's playing horse, <laughs> throwing up alley-oops off the backboard like you would do in the gym, like you're at practice, right, just having fun with your boys, and he's doing that live in a game. What is Milwaukee going to do? I think that's the big, that's the key here with Coach Bud is what is is he going to get away from? Sometimes these coaches preach, and we've seen it in so many sports. It's not just related to Coach Bud or or basketball for that matter. We see some coaches that are just so sold and stubborn right. to say this is just who we are, and we're gonna we we've, we've made it this far being who we are, and we're gonna continue to go this continue being and a sticking to our identity on the defensive side. I just suspect you can't. I think there was too much when you let that young fellow get out there, not only score the way that he did, get his teammates involved with the assists as well, but the confidence that grows for not only him, but you see that with his teammates. His teammates are having fun. They're mm-hmm. just they're kind of they're spectators too, just watching in awe of how good he's played so far throughout these playoffs and and they're feeding off that confidence as well. And then getting a lot of clean open looks here too. So does Milwaukee do a concerted effort to double the ball and take it out of his hands? They should. Now, does that mean that they will? What they should do and what they will do are two different things. I suspect they're going to have to be much more aggressive. So I think that's where it's at is is getting away from having Trey Young getting into the middle of the paint, being more aggressive on those high ball screens and and then start to deny him and also be physical with him on the other side of the floor. Well, the buy-in has been extraordinary, too, for the Hawks. I mean, you're talking about Nate McMillan taking over uh, and then this team having to buy into his style, his coaching style anyway, um, and what he He's done not only during a regular season uh, 27-11 down the stretch right there, but uh, you're talking about Atlanta. Game one was the first victory ever uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals for that franchise. So a lot of momentum over there as well as good coaching. Great coaching, and everybody knows what their role is. Everybody understands that how they contribute to the team concept of what Atlanta is doing, in particular on the offensive side, where they space the floor very well and share the ball very well. So I think that's a lot of that comes through coaching, right? You're putting, you're you're putting, you're you're building chemistry through accountability and making sure that everybody understands not only what their role is, but how they contribute to the success of your team. And when folks are feeling like they're valued that way, because coach understands who I am and plays me to my strengths, I'll fit my role. I'll stay within the constructs of what I do well right. and not play outside of that. And I think that's what we see from the Hawks. They all play to their strengths as opposed to doing things that they're not good at. And it's so much of that is attributable for to, to Coach Mitch Millen there for the Hawks. Absolutely. I mean, they're all comfortable out there, uh, setting their ways, setting their roles. Uh, Milwaukee might be a little uncomfortable, too. Uh, we'll see how that plays out in the game later, later on. It's betting across America, and we are presented by Bet MGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host live from Las Vegas, your other host live from Denver, James Salinas. So game two, James, Atlanta and Milwaukee, the line again, minus eight has moved since yesterday uh, from minus seven and a half to minus eight right now. Identical to game one to me, 225 uh, being the total as well. Some player props here uh, that I'm interested in. I mean, Trey Young is fantastic. Uh, his player prop uh, sitting at 30 and a half points. 
uh, three and a half uh, rebounds, nine and a half assists, two and a half three pointers. Two and a half three pointers, yeah. And he's, <laughs> you know, he's gonna take. He can, he can make those as soon as he crosses half court. To your point, real quick, I see on DraftKings right now this number has ticked up to eight and a half okay. now in favor of Milwaukee. And this number's just gonna get too big for me. There's no way I'm gonna be able to to not take the Atlanta Hawks at some point. I'll I'll stick around since we have so many operators to work with. But I think eight, yeah. eight and a half right now for me, that's my buying point, just like it was in Game One. But I did back money line. Point, I'm not gonna do that again though. No. <laughs> I did yeah, money and, line and, in Game One. <laughs> yeah, and I think and I think that was a good and that was the great spot to be able to do mm-hmm. that, Pritch, where you got that money line and it's a significant price again here. But yeah, I think well, Bucks have to rebound and play much better than they did. We talk about rebound; they're going to have to rebound much better than they did in that last game. I mean, ultimately, Capella and John John Collins were tremendous on the boards, and a lot of that time and that you see that through effort. Rebounding really is about position and desire, and the desire was definitely there from those two players with the Hawks to get after on both ends of the floor. They had nine offensive rebounds combined, 34 rebounds collectively. Uh, So I think here now, if you're looking into these props, what is Milwaukee going to do to have to clean up some of that defensive glass? Well, if you're going to clean up that defensive glass, that means you can't be as exposed getting out to that perimeter again. So it's a tough position right now for Milwaukee. So looking at some of these player props, you mentioned Young and the two-and-a-half three-pointers. I mean, there's only one way to go. If I'm playing that, I probably won't play that. But if I'm playing that, there's only one bet. There's only one side that I'm making, and that's to play the over. I mean, this mm-hmm. kid just plays with so much confidence. Shooting the ball from the circle. I mean, as soon as he crosses half court, he's live, and they'll do those brush screens for him way out there. It's not just at the three-point line where they set those ball screens for him. They'll create some space, really just the brush screen, just kind of just an obstacle really is whether it's Collins or Capella, somebody standing around out there, and that creates space for Trey Young as well. So what about going further down the list? Now, Capella's rebounds are sitting at 13 and a half. That's pretty high here. Uh, but what about Collins? I mean, Collins sitting at nine and a half rebounds a game, uh, and depending on where he's engaged on the court, more so, I think, defensively he's going to be more engaged on the interior and having to help try to cut off those driving lanes and those angles for Giannis and that's where the shots come up and being able to, the closer you're out of the paint, the easier it is to get those boards. I think here looking at this rebounding total for Young, or excuse me, for Collins sitting mm-hmm. at nine and a half, I, I think he can get the double digits just based on what they're going to have to do defensively to try to take away those drives from Giannis. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean looking at these props too, keep this in mind uh, as Atlanta went on that 7-0 run late, I think it was about two minutes um, Trey Young was one of seven in that fourth quarter, uh, 0 for four three pointers in that fourth quarter as well. Uh, uh, eight and, and eight in the minutes and 23 seconds right there. So uh, the bulk of his work came early on in that game. So uh, looking at that prop for 30 and a half points, I think he can get that if you want to bet that over. Uh, and Collins, Collins was really the guy uh, who propelled the Hawks in that fourth quarter. Getting a lot of lobs yep. and being very great. Hit a big three-point shot as well. Playing with a lot of confidence. And you see that. It just rubs off. It gets contagious how confident Trey Young is. It feeds off to the rest of his teammates. We talk, Looking at those assists, going back to Young, talking about the points. Uh, assists sitting at nine and a half. I think, I think that's where the ball's going to have. If you're the Bucks defense, you've mm-hmm. got to find more ways to get the ball out of his hands. That means more opportunities for other players off of his dish to be able to score. Nine and a half assists. I think he goes in double figures there. 
there for Trey Young for the Hawks as well. More than nine and a half assists. I like that one. And then look at look at the other side. Sitting there and looking at Brooke Lopez. He's sitting at ten and a half points. And it's pretty low total. And and yeah, as far as the size goes, uh, yeah, the, the, outside of Capella, but he doesn't have the strength that Brooke Lopez does to to deal with him in the post. But is that the adjustment tonight, Pritch, where for Lopez, are they going to look to play Portis more? Now, Portis couldn't get out there, and Trey Young made him look silly on a number of possessions out there trying to cover in space, too. But I think that the Bucks have to go small. I think it's just such a liability with having Brooke Lopez on the court defensively, not offensively. He can get his points inside and hit the glass. But how many minutes do you how, – how much of that are you willing to trade? The His ability to be able to, to be a presence on the post for the Bucks offensively and then trade the fact that he cannot get out of the paint and help guard and hedge those ball screens right. against Trey Young. I suspect that's probably where the adjustment is, and you don't see as many minutes out of Brooke Lopez tonight. So sitting there at 10.5 points, if that's the adjustment, you get on that, you're not going to see as many minutes and not as many touches for Lopez. So looking at the under as far as his point total is concerned, sitting at 10.5. Uh, yeah, I mean, only, what, 20 uh, uh, minutes in game one. Uh, 20 minutes and 15 seconds to be exact right there for Brooke Lopez in game one. Um, not only points, uh, five and a half rebounds, uh, that's doable. Uh, assist, uh, just a half, three pointers, one and a half right there for Brooke Lopez. But uh, maybe that liability standpoint, go small, put Giannis at five uh, and go that way. I think so, and I think it's – but who are you going to go with? It's really right. just Portis. I mean, here's the problem with – I think this is where – and haven't really talked about this much, but the loss of DiVincenzo. Mm -hmm. And DiVincenzo is a guy – I mean, he's a guy that would – we talk about Drew Holiday, and yeah, he's a great on-ball defender, but it's not just one-on-one -on -one that they're playing here uh, as far as Trey Young is concerned with all the rub screens and, and brushes that they do for him, especially far away from the basket. DiVincenzo would be one that would be guarding you and picking you up – almost basically what we call 55, putting pressure on you as soon as you get the ball inbounded on the other end of the floor and then denying you the ball and somebody that really gets up into you and will fight over screens, Will DiVincenzo. And you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Villanova kid, right? And that's, that is part of their makeup there when you're thinking about Nova and how they play defensively. There is nobody going under screens. You have got to work and fight to get over that. So I think that's a big loss that really hasn't been talked about for the Bucks is the loss of DiVincenzo on the other side of the floor, not so much as three-point shooting kick capability, but his defense. And now we've seen, we're not getting much of a, I mean, Connaughton, he had a big shot, open mm -hmm. shot towards the end of the game, air ball, right? Yeah. With what, 20 some odd seconds? That was a brick, a great look, wide open shot, couldn't finish. Forbes, Forbes isn't really playing with any confidence here. So I just, the bench is really short right now for the Bucks. So that's the other piece. Not a whole lot of other adjustments to make outside of Portis getting more minutes in place of Lopez. So again, going back to Lopez and his point total, only got 20 minutes in game one, I suspect might even get less this time around, under 10 and a half points for Brook Lopez. That's a great point uh, right there in terms of bench uh, and, and firepower off the bench. I mean, Gallo's coming off. Uh, he seems to have found some confidence, too, uh, going back to Denver days. I mean, the guy lacks some uh, confidence. And then Lou Williams uh, comes off the bench, too. Well, what about Kevin Herter? Uh, because he had 13 points uh, in game one. Uh, his prop sitting at 13 and a half points. Do you have a feel for him at all? I mean, young kid, but yet if uh, Young's assists are going to be up there, uh, I would imagine they're going to try to get Herter involved uh, early on in this game. 
and he's going to have to really step up and fill a lot of the void for Bogdanovich, who right. clearly is not he's not healthy. His knee has been ha has hampered the way he shoots the basketball. He has not shot the basketball well since he came to that knee injury latter part of that 76ers series. And yeah, it's Herder. Herder's going to get he got more minutes in that last game. He's going to get more opportunities tonight. Again, he was one of six from three point range the first game, mm -hmm. but I think he's going to have plenty of opportunities to knock down shots. Now he's got to make them. Right, but right. he's going to have the opportunities to shoot those. Because again, I just feel like the Bucks are going to have to do a much better job, obviously, to to get the ball out of Trey Young's hands. If they're going to go back to that soft coverage, that drop coverage nonsense that they think they're going to play here, Trey Young's going to light him up again. They're going to have to be more aggressive on those screens, get the ball out of his hands. That's going to free up more shots and more opportunities for Herder. You said it was sitting at what, tw thirteen and a half? Thirteen and a half, and a half points. Mm -hmm. Thirteen and a half points again. I'd probably be looking at that, just feeling like he's going to have the opportunity to shoot the basketball from the outside. And he can't. He's not going to shoot. Can't shoot much worse than one for six mm -hmm. in the last game. I think he shoots better tonight. I think both teams shoot better tonight, and I think that's going to lend to what this total is going to look like. Because I think both teams are going to be able to exceed and get over that total, sitting at two and a quarter. Oh yeah, it's sitting at two and tw uh, two and a quarter out here as well uh, for the total in that game. I, I hope uh, the Atlanta can guard against that complacency thing. Okay, we got game one. Let's get back to Atlanta with game uh, three and four. So uh, hopefully they avoid that uh, having won uh, their first. Eastern Conference final game in franchise history. Well, I'm pretty, this is to go to the finals, right? Mm -hmm, this isn't right. just the first round and thinking about the Knicks and they won that game against the Knicks and then had that little bit of a letdown that next round or that next game. Uh, this is to get your three wins away mm -hmm. of going to the NBA finals where nobody expected you to be there. And again, that competitive piece, right? Where there's no better, there's no better motivator than, than folks saying you can't get it done, whether you're a, 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 as an individual or a collectively in this case here for the Atlanta Hawks as a team, I don't think, I think they're going to come and play. I think they have a great game tonight and plus eight and a half. We'll get back to that point spread again. I just can't get away from that. It's, that's my price point here. I, I'm taking it. I'm going to take that eight and a half with the Atlanta Hawks. All right. There we go. Uh, 2021 NBA draft lottery results. Uh, the Pistons. I wonder if that's a coincidence because we had Scott Hastings uh, on the program uh, last week there. Uh, some luck for Detroit. Uh, the Rockets sitting at the two pick. Uh, Cavaliers sitting at the three pick uh, right there. Now, Cade Cunningham, overall favorite. He's going to go number one regardless of trades and all this stuff, right? Uh, what about the number two pick? DraftKings has some odds for the number two pick uh, of the draft, James. Uh, Jalen Green, uh, plus 125. Jalen Suggs. Uh, plus 125. Is that something to get interested in in, in terms of betting uh, the NBA draft? I mean, because the overall number one pick is going to be Kate Cunningham, and uh, that to me is probably too expensive. I think then you have to look at, okay, what are the needs of each team? Are you talking, well, I mean, if we're looking at Houston, <laughs> there's a lot of needs <laughs> right. on that Rockets team. Number one, whoever they have out there, get their players healthy. But is it something that they're looking on the front line to go with Evan Mobley? Or is it, uh, to me, I mean, I, th I think Jalen Suggs, that's the, the kid's a competitor. He's mm -hmm. a great athlete. We saw some sensational plays and some performances out of him during the during March Madness, you know, a few months ago. And, and, and so much upside to him. I just feel like... Somebody, if you're looking at these bigs in Mobley, very uh, can you see him if he turns oh, sideways? Man. I mean, there's, what is he, he's seven foot tall, <laughs> right. but he's a beanpole, right? Yeah. And, State and, Farm and, commercial, it'd be the cardboard cutout. <laughs> 
but but it is but honestly but it's such a different game now Pritch, where it's not like the bigs of yes of of yesterday's past where it's yeah you know and you can muscle guys around and play, games just the game's just not played through the post anymore it's all five out offense yeah. and yeah he's got a good touch but he's not going to be a step out shooter or at least he shouldn't be at seven foot tall stepping out i just don't see that kind of range for him i don't know i, th- I think mobley would be one i'd want to stay away from so i'm looking at just looking at what's out there and if i'm doing i got to think about i got to step outside of my own gm hat and what i would do if i'm looking at this because i would want jalen suggs i just think the kid's a yeah. great competitor a tremendous athlete and a great playmaker and just plays with such drive and we i mean great plays and so mm-hmm. much confidence that he plays out with and i think his game really will translate very well to the nba we say the nba is such a guard dominated game it's a five out offense like we said or or pulling that big out for a four out offense to come out and stretch out and and run a lot of those ball screens and then you have to it's it's really basic basketball, but when you have great ball handlers and great shooters that can facilitate that, that's where I would go. I mean, I would look at Jalen Jalen Suggs. If I'm the Rockets, that's where I want to go. John Wall, party's over there. I'd go with Jalen. I'd draft the, the point guard and the playmaker for the next decade if you're the Rockets there with Jalen Suggs. And they need him. <laughs> so if you're the Rockets, uh, yeah, go get a guy who can go up-tempo for you. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the Rockets would love that, even though Maury's not there anymore, but uh, we'll see what direction they want to go in uh, there with the Houston Rockets. How about the third overall pick? The Cavaliers, they're up there again. I mean, whether it's the number one pick, and okay, we know who they're always going to pick there, but how about the number three pick? Uh, We got odds here for Jalen Green at plus 125. James uh, Suggs, if the Rockets do not select him, he's still 125 uh, to go third overall, and Mobley uh, plus 150 as well. Yeah, I think that's where you've got to look at the roster again and think where they're at. I think in the backcourt, I think they're pretty well settled right now with Garland and Sexton. I mean, those are two guys that are very creative with the ball and, again, guard-oriented offense in this league, and I think that's kind of where they're set, and what are they going to do? What, what does it look like for them at the big? Well, how much, mm-hmm. uh, Jared Allen, a fine center out there, he's not going to score for you, but um, sets a lot of ball screens and can roll to the basket. Kevin Love, I'm, uh, how did he make the Olympic team? I didn't even know. Did they he play him. this year, and all of a sudden he's on the Olympic team? See, who does he know, or who does he have pictures of that got him onto that team but thinking of Kevin Love I mean how much longer is he going to be on the floor it really hasn't been on the floor for Cleveland in quite a while I think you probably got to look at some of these bigs coming out is it Mobley I don't know I mean I think Allen they're kind of similar he's got a better touch than what Jared Allen does shooting the basketball but I think Aaron Allen's got that defensively he's terrific roaming the paint and being able to be physical at that center position do you find somewhere else down the line here I think you got to look bigger we've heard some things about the the young kid Jonathan Kaminga uh, Kamunga, that, that kid can jump out of the gym. Talk about some strength and I think a project, but mm-hmm. at this point, where's Cleveland right now? They're not expected to win and try to build talent. That'd be an interesting one sitting there at what, plus 800? Yeah. Because uh, obviously the, Cunningham's not going to fall down and they're not, they don't need Scotty Barnes and I, I think Scotty Barnes is, he's kind of clumsy. I don't think he's a, as good as what everybody's thinking he is sitting there at 610. Okay, so Kate Cunningham is minus 2,000 uh, to go number one overall. Uh, that's informational purposes only right there. But uh, you're right about guards. I mean, LaMelo Ball comes in and wins rookie of the year, even though he got injured. Uh, and so because he's so dynamic, though, I mean, what you said about Jalen Suggs was spot on. 
then that's what you yeah. need. And I think you got to think about how is the game structured right now in the NBA? Look at the rules. Hand check has been gone mm-hmm. for a while, and that's really just freed up these guards to, to have a free-for-all when it comes to rolling off screens and just being able to create space, step back threes, those kind of things, get to the rim. And I think for somebody like Suggs, how athletic he is, we saw the plays he can make, not only being able to shoot the ball, create space and good handles, but being able to get to the rim and finish above the rim. I think he's a special talent. His, yeah. his game translates very well to the NBA. Going back to that number two pick, Rockets got to make that pick. That's where I'd be betting Jalen Suggs to go number two to the Rockets. Well, I tell you what, uh, it doesn't feel like it's a, a pretty good draft or a deep draft or whatever, but you never know. You'll find those nuggets. Uh, people can get excited about that because you can bet it, uh, and that can add to that excitement right there. When we continue uh, the program, uh, we got some NFL props I want to get to. We did quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, let's do some running backs uh, and their rushing totals. It's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. From BBC Radio 4. 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. With the current meet ending Saturday at Churchill Downs, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod offers a preview from Louisville. Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen will discuss his plans for the summer, plus his pursuit of the North American record for most wins by a trainer. Churchill Downs TV analyst Scott Shapiro will look at the Stephen Foster stakes and other races on the card. DraftKings Sportsbook's Johnny Avello will handicap weekend races around the country. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is available for download today at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It's sponsored by First Bet. Welcome back to the show. Betting across America, Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, the National Football League, um, we have some uh, odds here from DraftKings in terms of running back rushing totals. Um, we're talking about 17 regular season games. Here we go. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, 1,000 and a half yards. The over minus 112, the under minus 112. We got Sanders up there. They all have the same number, 1,000 and a half rushing yards. Antonio Gibson and Najee Harris. Uh, anybody standing out to you? I like Antonio Gibson. Uh, yeah. This is a kid who's just learning how to be a running back. Tremendous speed and had some. He had turf toe for a few games last year, but he's just learning. I think there's such a such a high ceiling for that kid. And then thinking about, you can't just think about looking at the running backs. Oh, he's a special running back, or this guy's a really good player. You got to look. Well, it starts at the offensive line mm-hmm. first, and look at it, all these guys here. The best offensive line of the four is clearly going to be the Washington Football Team, and the 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 best team out there of all these four teams out there is to me in my mind is the Washington. Football team, and I think somebody like, like thinking about what Antonio Gibson now coming into this second year, and now with Fitzpatrick out there as the quarterback, much bigger threat to throw the ball down the field and utilize the skills of of McLaren, and and as well as being able to bring Curtis Samuel. You know he can stretch the top off the defense coming over from Carolina. Uh, you're going to have threats for these guys down the field, and you know Fitzy's not afraid to sling it as opposed to uh, Alex Smith, who was right away looking for Logan Thomas. Who can I dump off the football to? Because he didn't want to have to stand in that pocket too long and throw the ball down the field. So I think here the, you're going to keep those safeties honest. You're going to have to play more shell coverage. 
yards and play deeper because of the threat to mm-hmm. throw the ball down the field. I like this offensive line here, and I think for for a kid like Gibson, who uh, who's just learning how to play the running back position and played very well last year, great speed, great vision is what I really like to see, especially in the open field. He's definitely somebody who can take it to the house and make big plays. I like him as uh, of all four of these. That's the first one that jumped off to me to go over. To go over. I know. Yeah, yeah, looking at these guys to go under. I mean, Najee Harris because of DeCastro. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the offensive line uh, situations are dicey to say the least there, James. And uh, I, I wonder, too, the admit of um, college concepts because there's fewer and fewer fullbacks. Uh, we're seeing more and more tight ends. We're seeing more and more three wide receivers. Uh, so for the chance for running backs to go over 1,000 yards, we're looking at just 1,000 and a half yards. Not that many yards with 17 regular season games, uh, but these guys have to stay healthy, uh, and they have to stay healthy without a lot of lead blocking now. That's starting with Joe Mixon. He's It's been a struggle for him to stay healthy. He got a right. great injury and missed most of the season or majority of the season last year. And, and then thinking about that offensive line for Cincinnati, is that a line that you trust to not only keep Burrow upright whenever he comes back and gets back into the fold there, uh, but, you know, there, it's, just, it's a bad offensive line there in Cincinnati, and it's a lot, it's a rebuilding project for sure. But then think about Taylor and what what is the game plan going to be? I mean, it, he you, you, got, you talk about college concepts. You got college coaches coming in too mm-hmm. and spread offenses and yeah, not wanting no fullbacks for sure, but also not wanting to, to th- they feel like they're giving downs away when they're running the football, right? It's a wasted down to them because they are so creative as play callers and, and divvying up all these interesting formations out there that to, to them running the football is, is just a total waste of a down. So somebody like Mixon, I think he's just in a bad spot, not only having to come back off his foot injury, bad offensive line in front of them, and then questionable play calling of what it's going to look like for the Bengals who constantly want to just spread the field and and throw the football all over the yard. I know. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. Uh, lighting up the scoreboard by throwing it. Uh, uh, the offense coordinator right now, Scott Turner, too. He's a coordinator there uh, out there in Washington with that football team. Three wide receiver sets. I, I do like Antonio Gibson because he's explosive, uh, but maintaining his health though, uh, without those lead blockers, I mean that's when it gets tricky to me. Yeah, and I think for Gibson, though, it's just the, the because it's a good offensive line, but also the threat that there's going to be when you when you have Samuel and you have McLaren on the other side, plenty of opportunities to throw the ball down the field that defenses have to be mindful of, and they just can't come up and load up to try to stop the run like you can against some of these mm-hmm. other teams. I think about Pittsburgh and Najee Harris. I mean, it's going to be a struggle, not only that offensive line, but Big Ben can't throw the football down right. the field, nor does he want to. So he doesn't <laughs> have the arm to do it anymore, so now you can really creep those safeties up. To, to not only play the short passing game, but also the run. 58 yards per game. Can you do that? 17 regular season games. Of course you can do that as a running back, but it's about staying healthy, though, uh, as we look forward to the National Football League. And the season is here. Come up next, Ben Fox, VP of Digital Content. He's in studio. He's next. Summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VSIN gear. We've got hats, shirts, and mugs, all with the VSIN logo, or fun sports betting sayings like. 
cashing tickets is what it's all about, and it's not under till it's over. Visit the VSIN store today at vsin.com slash store and find the perfect item for yourself or as a gift. That's vsin.com slash store. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas, your host today, and happy to have in studio our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox. Ben, how are you? Doing well, guys. Got the uh, You got to meet the parents yesterday. That's They're right. in town, you know. Always good to do a segment in studio. Maybe I'll see if, uh, you know, uh, next segment, my guys, maybe they need me for three or four segments. We'll just check, you know, a little can time never, away from the parents. Can never get enough of Ben Fox. Absolutely. <laughs> Love to have you. Um, you know, without LeBron James, uh, Kevin Durant, uh, I'm curious about any notable bets going on with the Final Four that we're seeing uh, in the association with Phoenix. Um, Kawhi Leonard's hurt with the Clippers. And then you got the Bucks in Atlanta on the other side. Yeah, so we had, we had mentioned this on Monday and kind of been keeping track. So many of those big Atlanta Hawks bets out there. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get James's perspective in a second as well, but we also saw one giant bet on the Milwaukee Bucks. This was before the series start. $950,000 at minus 500. This was at BetMGM in Mississippi. Uh, again, Bucks lose the first game, right? So now they're only about minus 200, mm-hmm. down one nothing. Certainly playing tonight, need to win that game. Uh, although they could go down 2-0. They've, they've done it before, but certainly a game they would like to have. Uh, I was going to get your perspective, James, as well, with all those Hawks bets on the other side, including a $20,000 bet at, I believe, 150 to 1. There's one to win $2 million, one to win $1.5 million. Everyone always kind of asks about hedging. What's kind of your philosophy? Obviously, maybe not with that much money on the line, but just kind of hedging in general. If you had a Hawks ticket, what would you be looking to do here, especially since they're now up one nothing in the series? For me, when I'm looking to hedge, it's a matter of how much am I vested. So how much how much am I committed already? You know, my price point of what I've invested in, as opposed to not only the getbacks. You're going to have a huge getback here, but you know, I, th- I think in this case, you're talking about winning the NBA Finals as opposed to winning the Eastern Conference. So you still have to not only win through this series, but then have to go win the Finals. And it's a matter of how do you feel right now. I guess right now, thinking about how the Hawks have been playing, uh, got to be feeling confident with your bets right now, considering the the huge price point that you're getting back on it and how well they've been playing and how confident they've been playing and then uh, these other teams dealing with a variety of injuries you mentioned Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers and now with not only with uh, uh, Devin Booker with a busted up nose I mean here if I was looking to hedge you probably now maybe there's other ways that you could try to find it if you're trying to find something on the Bucks, it's sitting right now at two dollars uh, but also you can find other areas to get involved do you think how the, the depth of the series will they win by more than a game and a half or two it depends on how much you really want how much more money capital you can put and invest in but i'd be looking to take a piece of the bucks right now sitting at two dollars basically as it's roughly two dollars to win this series uh, as a matter is how much do i want to invest but you can get at least uh, if you're looking to go two to one on that you could get half of that money back depending on where you stand and then knowing the big price point out there if they do advance all right you sacrificed a little bit of money but now you got yourself in a perfect position with the atlanta hawks sitting in the nba finals and now a great Great hedge position. Now you're going to be able to get big money either side. See, that's the part of uh, sports betting that I, I really need more education on because it's like, okay, if I'm willing to bet that much, right, uh, and then I'm looking to hedge it at the same time. I mean, uh, that's that's the one in which I, I think uh, uh, certainly you need more experience for that. But uh, just looking for that perfect number for that opportunity to hedge. 
Yeah, and it's interesting, like James knows, there's so many ways to attack a game, right, mm -hmm. to bet a game. But the futures market as well is akin to the stock market right. in that. And you kind of, if you get a good price, now you do you want to ride it out and you could get a great profit potentially? Or do you want to make sure to lock in some profit no matter what happens? Hedging is a fascinating topic, certainly one we'll uh, discuss going forward. But I think it's always interesting to check in with these kind of situations. Yeah, and, and also thinking about it, too, you can get your money back right now if you want to take the bucks mm -hmm. and, and assure yourself that you don't lose and what if $20,000. What, what, obviously, you can afford to put that out there. Can you afford to do that again? We don't know who these betters are to do that. But if you can, then that's probably where I'd go. And now I've got myself at least out of that bet. And if it does continue to move forward, you did sacrifice, let's say, 20 k but now you're in a great position. So thinking about being in great positions here, I think it's Friday. It's Friday. Ben, you're always updating us with new, yeah, which other states are coming on board. Last week we were talking about north of the border. We're talking about the uh, Canada and what they were doing with legalized sports betting. What, uh, what, who's new on the horizon for legalized sports betting back in the states? Yeah, so we talked about it uh, on Monday. Canada did legalize sports betting, so that will be very exciting, certainly north of the border. Every province now can offer it, much in the same way in the U.S. Every state now has the option whether to offer it. Uh, Louisiana was a big one this week. They had already approved it. They had a couple bills to get through. The governor signed it. So Louisiana now on board, making state number 30. Uh, with 21 states operational, I think we'll see Louisiana before football season, Maryland potentially before football season, a couple others. Looks like Ohio, there was a last-ditch effort, I believe, today. Doesn't look like it's going to get there for this year. So Ohio, again, a big population state, not necessarily getting there yet. But again, we continue to see expansion, continue to see more and more. And Canada, this the big deal was basically you could bet on parlays, mm -hmm. as we discussed. Now you can will be able to bet on single games. That will be big, especially for the NFL season. Yeah, Louisiana uh, is very interesting right there. I mean, obviously New Orleans, but a uh, uh, nice population uh, migration from Louisiana to Nevada over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd be curious to see what happens now that sports betting is legalized in the state of Louisiana now. Yeah, and I think with all these, right, it's interesting to see the way the market's evolving. There, there were these kind of monopolies, mm -hmm. in a sense, right? right? Like New Jersey had everything before Pennsylvania, before New York had mobile. Louisiana as well now, you obviously have LSU, right? You have the Saints. You have mm -hmm. these massive fan bases. And again, people are betting in different ways, legally and illegally. <laughs> now they will have the option to bet legally. I think it's really going to be interesting to see, and again, whether there's certain lines, right, that are shaded towards LSU, shaded away, depending on what the books they know. That's where the public action is going to be coming in. So I think it'll be really interesting as we get more and more states online like this and see more and more, basically, the different markets that evolve because you know, in Louisiana, those are the two big things, right? right? Saints and LSU. It's like when it gets legalized in Alabama, Alabama, Auburn, that's going to be what the books are going to be looking at. And mm -hmm. it's going to be just a, a different world than it would be in New Jersey or out here in Nevada. Yeah, it was a great trip to go from Atlanta to New Orleans all the time when I was out there playing for the Falcons. That was mm -hmm. a great trip. <laughs> uh, so I can imagine what's about to happen in that region right there. Ben, that was awesome. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, when we continue the program, uh, our next guest, Tim Doyle, uh, NBA TV analyst as well as CBS Sports basketball analyst. Uh, he's going to join the program. Obviously, we got the big game, Hawks. Bucks game two. We got player props. We got so many angles uh, to bet on. We'll see what Tim has to think about this matchup that's coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, 
Everybody, you can turn a $1 wager on the Hawks or Bucks into 100 with BetMGM if either team hits a three. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. Located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., Virginia, and West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Disassociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? 1-800-522-4700. In Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. Pennsylvania and West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. And we are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you. And happy to bring on to the program right now, Tim Doyle. NBA TV and covers uh, the NBA for CBS Sports. Tim, uh, you look excited. How are you doing today? Mike and James, I'm going to be on the call of game two of the Bucks and Hawks. And what the hell happened in game number one? All right. That was a total that started <laughs> off at 229 and a half, dropped all the way down to 225. And of course, what does it end on? 229. But I called that game and the Bucks and the Hawks shot wide open three after wide open three problem is they just didn't go in i mean the bucks were eight of 32 and the hawks weren't much better than that so it was an awful shooting night but both teams got really good shots the law averages says they're going to make the shot so maybe i'm giving away what i like in this game but boys i love the over <laughs> Tim, Tim, I'm right there with you. So I'm thinking about the over, and Pritch and I have been breaking this game down throughout the program today and thinking about, all right, whether it's getting into player props, the totals. Right now, I see a number of books right now that have the Bucks favored by eight and a half, which seems pretty steep to me, too. But then you look at adjustments, and we've seen that throughout the playoffs. So many different coaches making adjustments as the series progress. I'm just wondering about the Bucks side, especially defensively, of how to combat Trey Young and those high ball screens and all those brush screens that they do uh, 40 feet from the basket, but also thinking about Coach Bud there with the Bucks and kind of how they are with the whole drop coverage, soft coverage, whatever you want to look at that is not effective, obviously, against Trey Young. It's one thing to think about what they should do. It's another thing about what they will do. What do you think the Bucks' defensive adjustments on Trey Young will be in this Game 2 matchup? Yeah, I think that Brooke Lopez, James, I think it's a great point you bring up. I think Brooke Lopez is going to have a hard time staying on the floor. So I'm not a big player prop guy because I'm an emotional gambler. Like, nothing makes me more angry than when I bet DeGrom and then he gets, like, arm injuries in the third inning or or Jokic gets tossed in the playoff. Like, I feel like every time I lock in on a player prop, like, the craziest stuff happens. Can I curse? Because I would if I could because that's how much player props bother me, okay? But I think Brooke Lopez... He's going to have a hard time staying on the floor because he can't guard the pick and roll. You know, he's in no man's land, and Trey Young sees him, and he's like, all right, big boy, you're going to be coming out to this neck of the woods. I'll give you a player prop to look out for, and this is just my own keen basketball eye. One of the Bogdanoviches on, on the Hawks. I don't know which one. I think it's Boyan. There's Bob, anyway, his name is Bogdanovich, okay? <laughs> he's not moving well. I watched Chris Middleton beat him uh, on a straight line drive left for a layup. I saw him actually get scored on 
on an out-of-bounds play. And when you're at the professional level, Mike knows this. He's a football player. Like, there are certain things that are like cardinal sins. You do not let people score on baseline out-of-bounds plays because you know their plays. You know what they're going to run. They don't, like, put in new stuff. And you're professionals. You should be able to talk. Like, he got beat a few times. And last game only had four points. His player prop opened before the game at 13 and a half. And live midway through the second quarter went to eight and a half. And he only ended up on four. So just from a basketball eye standpoint, he's not moving well on the floor. He's gutting it out, which is great. You love to see that from a guy. But let's take advantage of it from a betting standpoint. Absolutely. Uh, Tim, looking at betting that over uh, for sure uh, in game two, I was I was on the Hawks in the money line in game one. Uh, I just felt like everybody was on the Bucks. Uh, but here we go with game two. Uh, Middleton had a chance to tie it. He missed that shot. Uh, you look down the stretch. Uh, the Hawks went on that 7-0 run. Uh, but yet... Trey Young wasn't that impactful. It was more Collins. Uh, and so I'm looking for more output from maybe bench players, role players, but officiating. You want to scream and curse at the TV. I do, too, when I see these officials get involved in a game. And so game two, uh, wanting to bet that over, but I'm leery of the officiating uh, may bring hampering uh, that, with that wager right there. Yeah, I mean, you don't want Clint Capella going to the bench, and he was outstanding in game number one. And actually – there was just a huge lack of urgency from the Bucs. That was a very emotional series against Brooklyn where they won four of the last five games. And honestly, they should have won five of the last five games. You know, Durant goes crazy. Jeff Green makes six straight threes. Like, they really beat the Nets in my eyes from a handicapping standpoint okay. five straight times. And then they come out, and I felt like they were doing, like, you ever have, like, a younger sibling where you put, your like, your hand on top of the head and they're, like, punching and stuff? Like, I felt like they were doing that to the Hawks all game. But then, like, the Hawks, like, caught them, uh, and they didn't know what to do, and they fell in a hole, and they could not get out of it. Uh, my attention to detail was lacking on one particular play. Clint Capella grabbed a very key offensive rebound, okay? Clint Capella shoots worse than my wife from the free throw line. Like, you do not let him just shoot a point-blank layup. Like, that right there, like, I'm not saying you decapitate his head. But you foul him extremely hard where you borderline could, that, could like cut off his head. Like mm -hmm. that's what you like. You just don't let him shoot a layup. Instead, he made a layup. He showed a flex, and that to me just showed me that the Bucks were not mentally prepared because that's all in the scouting report. But the guy last series shot 20% from the free throw line. So I do think the Bucks are going to play with a more sense of urgency in this spot. I would not lay this many points in the game. If you want to bet the game from a win standpoint, the Bucs are winning the game. We all know that. They're going to win the game. If they win, I think they could win by 10 plus more. So maybe lay 10 and you're going to get plus 150, 160. And then if you want to make a money line play and you just want to watch the game, I would just bet the Bucs on the money line. I'm confident they're going to win. I just would not lay a ton of points. And if I'm going to lay points, I'm going to lay a lot of points because I think they'll blow them out. Pritch, to your point about referees, Scott Foster will be on the floor tonight, so tread lightly when you're talking <laughs> about the yelling and screaming at the TV with yeah. Scott Foster out there. But, Tim, thinking about thinking about the duration of the series now, so thinking that Milwaukee will win the basketball game tonight, even the series up at one apiece, but then the duration of the series right now, I mean, thinking about the Hawks, how well they played, how, how not only Trey Young, but the confidence that he brings to that team and everybody understanding their roles here. How long do you think, do you still think Milwaukee is going to win in this series how long do you think this series is going to go and the the lack of depth on the bench for the bucks will that factor into the series i think the loss of divincenzo has been kind of glaring in this series so far the way he has the ability to guard on the ball but thinking about the the bucks and the depth or the lack of depth here uh, how long do you think this series goes and do you still think the bucks win this series 
Yes, I still think the Bucks win the series. If you want to jump in right now, now's the time to do it because they're minus 200 before the series started. If you bet the Bucks, we're talking about minus 400, minus 450. I'll say this, you're going to win, but it's going to be a sweat. Uh, looking at the odds right now, I would go with Bucks winning in six plus 300. I do think the Hawks are going to win another game in this series. They're just so talented from an offensive standpoint. That was the thing. When you watch them against the 76ers, they actually have more guys that could put the ball in the basket. When Philly had Ben Simmons out there and Dwight Howard and Thibel, I mean, they were essentially playing two on five from an offensive standpoint. I give the Hawks credit because Mike knows this. You lean on experience in the playoffs. They don't have anybody as experienced, but they just come out there and they play a freewheeling style. They're going to shoot a lot of threes. Obviously, when Trey Young gets going, Budenholzer has to make an adjustment there. I think that's why Brooke Lopez's minutes are going to go down uh, for the rest of the series, which is unfortunate because he's really an anchor of the defense. But that's the chess match. Budenholzer made adjustments in the net series, especially aiming at James Harden and telling Giannis, stay away from the three-point line. So the Bucs are going to still win the series. If you're going to bet the series, bet it now because I could see them winning two or three games in a row, and then you're going to lose all that value. Okay, speaking with uh, Tim Doyle, NBA TV basketball analyst for CBS Sports as well. Uh, Tim, uh, going back to the other series, we saw the Clippers kind of get back into it. Right now you can grab them plus 340 to win the series. Uh, I know it's game three uh, going to game four, but uh, any attraction there for plus 340 for the Clippers? Mike, here's how I bet uh, the Clippers game last night. I picked out a fixed dollar amount, okay? Everybody has a fixed amount that they feel comfortable with, right? Or uncomfortable with, right? I can't really say the amount because my wife maybe listened, but it was two grand, right? I wanted to win two grand, okay? So my thought was I was going to bet them in game three, mm -hmm. and if they didn't cover the Clippers, I was going to come right back in game four. So obviously I won my bet last night and I like to, I know when to fold them. Like I cashed out season bets on the jazz. I actually cast out season bets for a big profit on the suns, right? You're never going to get broke taking a profit unless you enjoy the chase of it. But I, you know, I'm trying to win. So like, I, I'm going to take my money down, but I think you really have to look at what the Clippers have done on the road over the last five games, two very competitive games in Phoenix, one possession games, in the fourth quarter game five in Utah, they won that game. Games one and games two in Utah, well, they lost on a last-second shot, and it was a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. My point is, the last five games they've played on the road, the Clippers, they've been really impressive. And say what you want about Paul George. Like, Paul George gets blamed for late taxes. Like, if you don't know what to I blame Paul George for not coming home one night. I, go, I, I met Paul George for drinks. Like, he just gets blamed for everything that goes on out there. But I think the Suns are a bit overrated. Let's look at their wins. They beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis in that series. And then they caught the Nuggets with maybe not a healthy Michael Porter Jr. And obviously no Murray. And now they catch the Clippers with no Kawhi Leonard. I think they're overvalued right now. I'm not going to say hammer the Clippers in game number four, but I'm not betting the Suns in game four. All right. Uh, he's Tim Doyle. Uh, can't get enough of you, to be honest with you. I wish we had more time. Uh, NBA TV analyst as well as uh, basketball analyst for CBS Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Doyle double zero there. Tim, enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy the weekend. Mike, I'd rather bet and lose than not bet at all. I hear you. That's, that's a T-shirt. Uh, that's a T-shirt right there. Uh, enjoyed it. Take care. Um, James, uh, I tell you what, a lot to digest there, but also looking forward to the matchup. 
like the over, just like Tim said. And as far as Brooke Lopez, we talked about his point yep. total. I don't think he sees the floor too much either. Betting Brooke Lopez under his point total tonight, he's not going to see too many minutes. All right. Good of liability. Yeah, good luck with everything. We'll see you on the weekend. That'll do it. My guys in the desert coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.